Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. On July 8th, 2022, the Washington Post uh, published a fictional article about the Roswell incident of 1947. Uh, right, just about everything in this article is fictional, and we're going to go through it. Actually, right from the headline, the headline it says, 75 years ago, Roswell Flying Saucer Report sparked UFO obsession. That's completely false on its face. Uh in the month before Roswell even happened, uh, people started reporting seeing flying saucers all over the all over the country, and uh, and and then the Roswell incident happened, but it was quickly forgotten. It was it was buried immediately. I mean, the story was was junked. Uh, nobody nobody thought about it for over thirty years until uh, Major Jesse Marcel, who was a top intelligence officer at the uh, Roswell Army Air Force uh, base in Roswell, uh, home of the uh, only atomic bomb at that time, um, you know, came forward. But anyway, so the, from right off the get-go, the headline is the, the, the headline is false. That's a false headline. The, the Roswell did not spark uh, the UFO obsession that we have. The UFO obsession, actually, Roswell was forgotten about for 30 years, and there was a lot of things that happened after uh, that, 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 you know, the, Roswell had nothing to do with it. Uh, and it, it, Roswell became a story over 30 years later. So that that's false on its face. Anyway, uh, the article begins here. It says, the world was worry, worrying about war when rancher W.W. Brazel walked into the sheriff's office in Corona, New Mexico on a hot, dusty day 75 years ago to report a flying disc he might have found on his property about 100 miles northwest of Roswell Army Airfield. The next day, July 8, 1947, the public information officer at the base issued a news release stating the United States Army Air Forces had recovered a flying saucer at the ranch. Again, there's, that's, that's another mistake here. It wasn't the next day. Brazel went to Roswell on the 6th of July, uh, and they, they, and they, he, him and uh, Marcel and another uh, officer from the Roswell base drove out to the spot where the, the ranch where Brazel had found this strange debris uh, on the 6th. And they stayed overnight on the 6th, and then the 7th they looked at it. So that, that, that's false right there. Again, whoever wrote this article didn't do their research. Um, and then, Anyway, continuing with the article. While military brass quickly retracted the statement, it was too late. The legend of Roswell as the UFO capital of the world was already soaring, much like the countless bright objects many Americans claimed to have seen in the, in the sky that summer. Totally fictional. Totally false. That's a false statement. That's not what it wasn't already soaring. The whole Roswell situation was buried. Nobody talked about it for over 30 years. Not until Stanton Friedman had interviewed Jesse Marcel in 1978. So from 1947 until 1978, nobody talked about it. Okay, let's let's continue here. Again, this whole article is just again, this is this is what I've been talking about a lot of my podcasts. Is that the mainstream press, right? This is this is the kind of job they do. And it, and it gets worse as we go along here. It says, The event that we know today as the Roswell incident gave birth to the modern movement of UFO sightings, along with the genre of alien science fiction. Again, that's completely, absolutely false. 
You know, in the early 50s, uh, movies like The Thing from Another World and The Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, into the, you know, as the fifth, the whole entire 50s continued, there was all kinds of different science fiction movies. And none of them were inspired by Roswell because nobody knew about it. It was a blip on the radar in 1947. I mean, the Air Force said, oh, yeah, we captured a flying saucer. And two, two hours later, they said, no, 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 it was a weather balloon, even though that was a lie. But the whole world forgot about Roswell. You know, except for the people that were involved. So no, nobody was basing any movies or from the 50s, 60s, and 70s on, on what happened in Roswell in 1947. Because nobody even knew about Roswell. I mean, in fact, most people didn't even know about Roswell until the 80s. All right, let's, let's, let's go on here. And here's a quote from uh, Roger Lanius, a historian and the retired curator of the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum. Now, for one thing, why would you go to this guy who has done zero research on, on the subject, right? Why would you go to this guy? It's unbelievable. It says, for centuries, people have seen things they can't explain. In earlier generations, they referred to them as angels, demons, deities, or whatever. That changes with the scientific revolution, where people began to wonder if the points of light they see are an alien, are alien in nature. <laughs> and then the article continues. The fertile ground for Roswell was sown under the darkening mushroom cloud of the nuclear age. World War II had ended less than two years earlier, and the United States and Soviet Union seemed to be on the precipice of another global conflict. The term Cold War, okay, now this stuff here is, you know, this is based on facts, so yeah, okay, I'll give them the credit with a little bit of stuff here, okay? The term Cold War was coined by George Orwell in a 1945 essay and entered the modern consciousness when Bernard Baruch, an advisor to President Harry S. Truman, uttered it in a speech in the spring of 1947. Amid the heightened apprehension came the first news of flying saucers and the terms first mentioned in print according to the Oxford English Dictionary on June 24th. Media across the country reported that a civilian pilot named Ken Arnold said he'd spotted bright objects streaking across the sky at supersonic speeds near Mount Rainier in Washington. Some officials suggested the fast-moving lights might have been rockets or jets being tested by the military. <laughs> Nonetheless, public hysteria erupted over the next few weeks, with more than 800 similar sightings being reported across, across the country, many, many of them deemed, quote, copycat, end quote, events by law enforcement and military officials. Again, this is all nonsense. It's all to say, okay, some officials suggested the fast-moving lights might have been rockets or jets being tested by the military. Okay, they, they weren't rockets or jets tested by the military, okay? Uh, anyway, let's continue. Here's another quote from Larius, or excuse me, Lanius. When Ken Arnold sees this stuff, it's told in an overblown tabloid way. It gets hyped up in the press and builds from there. If the present doesn't tell you that Americans love conspiracies, I don't know what does. It wasn't any different in 1947. Again, this is just pure nonsense from Lanius. This is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. Uh, the guy was a uh, credible witness to some weird objects that were floating around that, that he saw flying, you know, at, at supersonic speeds over Mount Rainier. Uh, and he, and, and, you know, the, the image, the, the, what he saw, they didn't have any, uh, they, they weren't planes. Like, as we know them, they were, uh, they, they skipped like saucers. Like if somebody threw a saucer across water, but anyway, this guy, obviously he thinks that it's the, according to Lanius, uh, you know, this, uh, <laughs> this expert 
on on ufos here he's not an expert obviously again the washington post is going to somebody who has no idea what he's talking about right doesn't understand the history obviously hasn't read into this at all right just has come to his own conclusions on this because he's he's reasonable he's a man who stands by reason there's it's impossible it's impossible that there's anything coming here all this is just mass hysteria let's just move on these people are silly okay wow uh, when when Ken Arnold sees this stuff, it's told in an overblown tabloid way. Lonnie uh, says it gets hyped up in the press and builds up from there. If the president doesn't tell you, to blah blah blah. Okay, we already read that. While all this was happening, an unsuspecting Brazel was tending the sheep and cattle on his New Mexico ranch with no radio or newspaper. He was isolated from the outside world. Okay, that's that's true. Okay, that part's true. The rancher gave little thought to the unusual debris he found scattered around his pastures. How do they know he didn't get he, he didn't give it he gave it little thought? How do you know that that? I mean, this is just how, how does this reporter know that Brazel gave on didn't give much thought to the unusual debris? He gave it a lot of thought. He gave it so much thought that he drove 75 miles into Roswell to complain about it because it was all the sheep wouldn't cross the, the, the that part of the pasture because all the debris was there and he had to walk them around in this long roundabout way. No, he was very concerned concerned about it so obviously again this whoever wrote the, the guy who wrote this let's look it up here uh dave uh kindy right he doesn't know what he's talking about he hasn't uh, he yeah this guy he doesn't know what he's talking about okay because obviously he hasn't uh done any research on us he hasn't read a book about roswell he hasn't read anything he hasn't done any serious kind of research he just you know wrote this thing half cocked uh, and and the Washington Post actually printed it, you know, with you know, and they're supposed to be so great on you know with their, uh, you know, research and and whatnot. But obviously, um, they they're not okay. On July fifth, Bra- Brazel headed into Corona on a Saturday night and learned what everyone else had been talking about. He began to wonder whether there was a connection. On Monday, he gathered up the strange material and traveled back into town to inform local officials of his discovery. The sheriff visited Brazel's ranch, then contacted the military. That's that's not true. That is not true. The sheriff didn't visit Brazel's ranch. Brazel drove into uh, Roswell on July 6th, right? Uh, showed the sheriff the, the, the stuff. The sheriff said, I don't know what to do, but you better contact uh, the Army Air Force Base. So where did he get this from? Uh, Lanius. Okay, anyway, let's continue. The debris was transported to Fort Worth Army Airfield in Texas, where military experts proclaimed it was from a crashed weather balloon. Again, that's completely not true. That is not true. The debris that Brazel brought in with him was transported directly to the Pentagon. The the some of the debris, okay, the debris that Marcel had collected later on this during the day on the seventh, right? That debris later on was was uh, was sent to the fort worth army airfield texas on july 8th right meanwhile the stuff that brazil had initially brought into Roswell with him that was sent to the pentagon that day on the 6th okay however before that pronouncement was relayed back to roswell the new mexico base sent out the news release about finding a flying saucer lieutenant walter hout roswell's public information officer later claimed that base commander colonel william h blanchard had ordered him to use that description okay well make it sound like he like he was making this part up oh walter hout claimed that colonel william blanchard had ordered him to use that description again they try to make anybody that any part of the this story that that lends credence to the uh, belief that uh, an alien spacecraft crashed in Roswell, you have to make that sound, you know, fishy. Okay. Anyway, let's continue here. 
For a few days, the world's attention was focused on Roswell, New Mexico. That's not true. That's not true at all. The, 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 world, the world's attention lasted a few hours. It was basically one day at best, at best. But most people seemed satisfied with the military's explanation and the story quickly faded. Oh, he, he, I just thought, wait, I could have sworn I read in the headline that uh, this sparked the entire whole UFO phen- uh, discussion that we've been, everyone's been concerned about for the past 75 years. But you hear you, then you admit that the story quickly faded. I don't get it. Now that there's contradictions here, actually contradictions between the headline and the article. All right, let's continue here. It would not blow up again until 1978 when the National Enquirer ran an article about the incident. Okay, first off, the National Enquirer wasn't the first uh, entity to uh, find this out. See, again, this is trying to make this look bad. Actually, Stanton Friedman, a nuclear physicist, the late Stanton Friedman, he died in 2019, a nuclear physicist and world-renowned UFO investigator, he interviewed uh, uh, Jesse Marcel, uh, and uh, and the, somehow later on the Enquirer got the story, but it was actually uh, it was reported by serious people first. Okay, not the National the National Enquirer, of course, as we all know, is a tabloid that you know tries to really you know make things you know they publish a, some a lot of the stuff they publish is nonsense most of the time, and and of course when people see stuff in the National Enquirer, oh that must be nonsense too because you know everything in there is nonsense. Well, some some things are, some things are, but they they tabloid tabloidized it. Okay, all of a sudden new versions of the event emerged. Some from the original participants with reports of an actual spacecraft, alien bodies, and a government cover up, adding new layers to the legend. Well. <laughs> The, the whole notion is is that uh, Marcel, uh, he relayed his version of what what he knew. He, oh, he pr- provided the story that he knew of. Oh, he knew that he saw the debris that was unearthly, right? And, of, of course, when, once he went public, of course, yeah, there were other people, other people who were uh, military officials who came forward and said, yeah, it was a cover-up, but it wasn't a balloon, right, at the time. You know, a lot of people gave deathbed confessions. Walter Hout actually uh, signed an affidavit uh, that uh, and, and had it sealed, and it was opened up after his death. And he said he actually saw the bodies himself. <sighs> wow. Okay, but anyway, let's continue. All of a sudden, new versions of the event emerged, some from the original participants, with reports of an actual spacecraft, alien bodies, and a government cover-up, adding new layers to the legend. And then here's, here's Lania saying, The story seems to get better with each retelling. Initially, there was no discussion whatsoever of alien bodies. That somehow gets wrapped in it as part of the original incident, even though there was nothing about it in the sources of the time. <laughs> Again, this guy has done no research. Again, he's, this is somebody who who's, who's stood on the sidelines of this story his whole life, right? Gets contacted by the Washington Post to give his expert analysis on Roswell. When this guy is furthest from an expert on this subject i mean why didn't they con- contact some of the people who have actually researched this like like donald schmidt or or thomas carey who have written great books about this or you know there's a lot of people out there that they could have contacted other than somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about right or at least if you're going to do something like this contact somebody that does know what they're talking about to give the story some balance if you're going to try to because basically all you're doing here is printing a, fa- a, a complete uh falsehood with with some half truths and lies it's un- it's unreal. Uh, okay, let's continue. Uh, the story evolved with a seemingly endless array of articles, books, movies, and documentaries. Uh, 
about what really happened in the New Mexico desert. In 1993, television audiences were introduced to the long-running series The X-Files, whose fictional stories of FBI agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully tracking down alien abductions and an international conspiracy only added fuel to the fire. Many involved with the incident altered their descriptions of events over time, including the government. That's true. The government did, right? The government's altered their descriptions. But the people, right, the, the main people, the main first-hand and second-hand witnesses, they didn't alter their stories, right? It was the government who altered their story. First in 1947, they say, oh, yeah, it's a flying saucer, they admit it. Then, oh, no, 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 it was just a weather balloon. And then uh, almost 50 years later, they come out and say, no, 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 it wasn't a weather, it wasn't just a weather balloon. It was a top-secret weather balloon, part of a, pro, pro, a secret project called Mogul that was, uh, uh, we used a little radio in there to, to spy on the on the Russians to see when they were going to detonate their first atomic bomb, right? And then a couple years after that, in 1997, they come out with another lie and say, oh, yeah, well, those bodies, right, they were just dummies, uh, you know, the mannequins that you see in stores. People mistook them for, for aliens, apparently, uh, even though we didn't start dropping them from the sky until between 1953 and 1959 and nowhere near where the Roswell incident happened. But uh, they expect you to believe that. But the Washington Post, they're not concerned about that. They're concerned about just... Uh, making the other side of the story look foolish, but not the military side. Okay, let's continue. <clears throat> when the Army Air Forces retracted its first statement, it was less than forthcoming about the debris origins, likely because it was hiding a secret. Uh, the weather balloon was a cover story, Lanius said. The best evidence suggests that this was a Project Mogul listening device that they recovered pieces of. That's not the, be the best evidence. That ha Lanius is saying that the best evidence is it's a Project Mogul device. Uh, so basically, the, the, the rest of his statement should stay. Uh, what, what he's really trying to say to people here, right? He's trying to say that the Project Mogul listening device, the top intelligence officer, right, among others, but we'll just stick with Jesse Marcel. The top intelligence officer in Roswell uh, drove 75 miles to this ranch, saw this material with the strange writing on it, and uh, uh, strange material that he could that like that was as thin as 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 the uh, aluminum foil in a pack of cigarettes that couldn't be bent or broken. Right? There was other other uh, uh, material that uh, some other people had had handled that would be like aluminum foil. You could crumble it up and straighten it out in your hand. Right? And he's saying that, but but what he saying here is basically someone like jesse marcel the top intelligence officer at the army army air force uh, field in in 1947 mistook a weather balloon right for 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 something like he he made a mistake he he couldn't recognize what a weather balloon looked like right that that's basically what they're that's that's the whole uh that that's ridiculous that, that, that's what they're trying to, 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 to you know, they're, 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 they've laid a stinker onto the American public, the government, and then you have useful idiots like Lanius here. This guy's a useful idiot, a useful idiot for the Washington Post. Washington Post should be ashamed of this story. You should be ashamed of this story. Anyway, probably then it gets into Project Mogul, right? I've got to hear this, this nonsense again. Pro, no, I mean, just keep in mind, too, there were no witnesses to a balloon. And of course, you know, in the famous pictures from 1947, when the Air Force changed the, changed the story, you know, Marcel later reported that he was forced to go into a, a room and, 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 and pose with, with obvious weather balloon uh, material, you know, the, the neoprene rubber you know, holding it up in a picture where you can see like a, like a, you know, a forced smile on his face. It's a famous picture, of course, right? And, and then years later, he comes out in the late 70s and says, that's not what I brought in to uh, Texas that night. They, they made me pose with that and they told me not to say a word. Well, basically, they were covering it up. They didn't show the press the real material. 
All right. Project Mogul was a military program designed to intercept Russian radio messages via high-altitude balloons, which would eventually deflate and fall to the earth. Several crash sites have have been identified around the country. Okay, crash sites. Crash sites. Balloons don't crash. Okay, that's that's another error here on whoever wrote this. This guy who wrote the story. In 1994, a U.S. Air Force report identified the top-secret project as the likely source of the debris found in New Mexico. Lanius said the UFO sightings of the summer of 1947 were the result of a world consumed by fear of an apocalypse. Now, how does does he know this? He doesn't know that. That's not true. That's just not true. Because UFOs had... People start seeing them in 1947. They saw them in 1948, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, so on and so forth and so on and so forth. All the way right to now, to 2022. We're still seeing them. In fact, the Pentagon has just admitted five years... That started to admit that uh, over the past few years that some of these objects, they can't, they have no explanation for it. It's apparently some sort of uh, dis, uh, slow disclosure that we're seeing right now. Anyway, let's, let's continue with this absurd article which surprisingly is in the Washington Post. I mean, they're, they, they would be best just to stay away from this kind of stuff. If they're not going to report a, 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 a factual article, a factual story, well, why even bother? Why, 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 throw, why throw this bag of vomit onto the public? All right. Here's a quote uh, from the expert, Lanius. Okay. Just in the United States between 1947 and 1960, there were a total of 6,523 UFO reports, he says. There, seemed, there seems to be a direct tie between public perception of the reality of space travel and these UFO sightings. I am convinced that the rapid rise in the number of UFOs reported in the early Cold War era was the result of heightened tensions as everyone watched the skies for warning of a nuclear attack. Uh, that's, that's just an opinion. And you know what they say about opinions. You know, everyone has one, you know. Okay. But even if the Roswell incident could be explained by a military program, subsequent events in the skies remain a mystery. On July 19, 1952, almost exactly five years after Brazel reported the strange debris on his ranch, a series of UFO sightings occurred over Washington, D.C. Airline pilots reported seeing flashes of light streaking across the the sky, and radar operators were perplexed by fast-moving blips on their screens. The Air Force scrambled just to intercept the objects which disappeared and never returned. The event 70 years ago has never been explained. As the poster in Mulder's office in the X-File reads, I want to believe. Okay, see, again, they, they treat it as a joke. I mean, finally, at the end there, the final paragraph, at least the reporter, you know. But why Why, why would you go to a, this, a guy like this, this Lanius, right? Why would, you, why would anybody, I, I guess if you're at the Washington Post, I expect more from the Washington Post. Why would you pick this guy, right? Just because he was uh, somebody that uh, was at the Smithsonian, a retired curator of the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum. Why, why would you? Well, that guy has nothing to do with this story. He hasn't investigated. He hasn't written any books about this. He just he's just making up stuff. You know, you went to him. Oh, who should I contact for this story? How about the guy, the, this uh, retired curator, right? I know he didn't do anything. He never done any research on this. So instead of like, why didn't you contact somebody that did research? How come that's always, how, how come those people are treated like fools, basically? And, and you can't, people who actually get their hands dirty looking into this, they get treated like idiots, right? But, but, oh, but this guy, oh, oh boy, Roger Lanius, <laughs> he's our man. He'll, he'll bring this whole thing together. This, this story is all nonsense. This is a lie. Total, absolute bullshit. Um, uh, 
for the for the most part you know i'd say there's a there's a smidgen of some truths in there and then there's some half truth and then there's a lot of stuff that's not factual and there's some lies in there and then some misinformed comments from lanius uh yeah this 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 story gets a grade f and it's a shame it's you know it's in the washington post now you know i'll leave a, a link uh, in, in there you know usually this stuff is paywalled blocked uh you know for some reason i guess uh I didn't look at the Washington Post for a, for a little while because usually I get blocked. You know, there's a paywall that you know prevents me from reading the article. But today, you know, luckily, uh, no paywall, you know, stopped me from looking at this. And I'm actually, in a way, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish the paywall was there today. I actually, it's un, it's unfortunate. If the paywall was there, then I wouldn't be here talking. And I be you know, it would have been better for me. It would have been better for everybody, probably. But unfortunately, uh, we have to bring this up because here, 75 years later, you can see the press is still doing a terrible job when it comes to Roswell. That's the point. Terrible. Terrible. This gets, again, hey, Dave Kindy, you get an F. 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 You have a one-source article here from some guy who didn't look into this. F. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, we are back. And I believe I am sufficiently calmed down enough now to uh, begin the next topic, which which I'm unfortunately is probably going to get me all worked up again. Anyway, uh, recently NASA uh, has decided to dip its toe into studying UFOs slash UAP. And uh, about a month ago, Axios ran an article uh, called it with the headline, NASA is embarking on a risky mission to investigate uaps it's risky folks and anyway let's let's dive into this now uh this is written by uh, miriam kramer and the article begins it says nasa is mounting an investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena a mission some experts and even some of nasa's own leadership warn could put the space agency's good name at risk now let's let's just stop right there for a moment and just uh try to break this apart because nasa right the <laughs> which who who better right you would think in the united states government to study ufos than nasa really but 
They're going to put their good name at risk. Okay, just keep that in mind. The big picture. NASA has historically focused its life-seeking efforts on searching for signs of microbes on Mars, watery, possibly life-supporting moons in the solar system, and signs of distant, intelligent life. UFOs are a very different story. NASA and others have said there is no evidence UAPs are extraterrestrial in origin, and the space agency's investigation isn't out to prove they are. But by launching the investigation, NASA is wading into an area rife with conspiracy and messaging that's difficult to control, which could be a risk for the agency's stellar public reputation. Why would it be a risk? Why is it a risk to try to get to the bottom of this UFO mystery? Why is it a risk? Because I'll tell you why. Because there are many learned men and women out there in the scientific community who find it dangerous, risky to talk about UFOs or to even think about studying them, let alone studying them. <laughs> these people, let me tell you something, folks. These people, what to them, right, to a lot of these people in the scientific community, right, they are completely biased, most of them, with regard to the subject of, of extraterrestrial visitation. They don't, want to, they don't want to go there. They don't want to to go there uh to them there's there's the clouds there there's the sky there's the ocean there's the the sea there's you know filled with fish there's there's animals there's human beings right but that's it we're only we're only talking about what we know about we're not going to talk about things we don't know about we're not even going to look into them we don't care what somebody said they, uh, if they said they were abducted or, or, or we don't care if there's evidence of, of these craft that, that landing. We don't care. We don't care about any of that. And we don't think you should be studying this because no true scientist wants to get to the bottom of it, should want to get to the bottom of this mystery. That's what these learned men and women are basically uh, saying to the rest of the scientific community and to uh, organization, uh, uh, an organization like NASA that wants to look into it. Okay, let's continue here. There are many, many examples. This is a quote now from Thomas Zerbuchen. Zerbuchen? Zerbuchen? I don't know how you pronounce this name, folks. I'm probably completely cutting it up. But it's Thomas Zerbuchen of NASA's Associate Administrator for Science who said recently at a news conference, there are many, many examples where people lean forward into a field that is not yet accepted. It's controversial or, or has some reputational risks. In some domains, surely, this will not just be met with utter enthusiasm, but I do believe that it is absolutely necessary. So he's saying that you know, if he, he understands, Zerbukin understands that in some domains, this is not going to be met with utter, utter enthusiasm, especially by these learned men and women who do not think NASA should dip its toe into the study of UAP. Uh, but he does find it absolutely necessary Besides, you know, regardless. Okay. NASA's investigation announced last week. Now, this article was from a month ago, so this was, it was longer than, it was over a month ago when NASA announced its investigation. We'll focus on collecting data to learn more about UAPs, which they define as, quote, observations of events in the sky that cannot be identified as aircraft or known natural phenomena, end quote. 
Astrophysicist and president of the Simons Foundation, David Spurgle, will lead the team. NASA says the study will have a budget of about $100,000 and will take about nine months to complete. $100,000, folks, let me just tell you, that's not a lot of money for a, for a study like this. That's really peanuts. But anyway, let's continue. Unlike some previous UAP investigations that relied on classified data that can't be shared with the public, the NASA project will make its report and data accessible to anyone. And Zerbukin says, I think there is new science to be discovered. There have been many times where something that looked almost magical turned out to be a new scientific effect. And that could be the case. There could be some things out there that NASA uncovers that, oh, okay, this, these, these objects that people might see, maybe there's some natural phenomena to it. But let me just tell you something, folks. There are aliens here, right? Regardless of what these people are saying, regardless of how many, you know, uh, scientists tell you there's just, there's no evidence. There is evidence. There's lots of evidence. They just have not researched this and they're just uh, completely, they're conditioned to believe that there's nothing to it and that it's, that people who say that there, that there is something to it are, are crackpots or, or crazy or, 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 or making stuff up or hoax or, you know, that, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that, that's the bottom line here. There, there are things out there. Again, I, I, I have to keep saying this. I saw one of these things up close, and I'm going to tell you something right now. There's no way this thing was manufactured by human beings. Okay, let's, let's move on. By mentioning its life-seeking scientific enterprises in the same press release and news conference announcing its new UAP initiative, some agency watchers say NASA is muddying the waters. Now, according to Sarah Scholes, author of the book, They Are Already Here, uh, told Axios, if you say this is unrelated to our studies about alien life, however, here are studies of alien life. That's what people are going to take away. And then Katie Mack, a cosmologist, uh, says, I don't see any reason to connect UFOs to astrobiology other than a sort of aliens of the gaps argument where people assume that if they don't have an explanation, it might be aliens. And then uh, astrochemist Clara Sousa Silva told Axios, Axios, whatever comes out of this will remain vague because they, they're not going to single-handedly with $100,000, I, I agree with that, with $100,000, be able to explain every piece of incongru incongruous data. Okay, that's true. They're not. This, this, this thing is too big. And $100,000 ain't going to do it. I'm not sure a billion dollars will do it. It's if it if it's vague, it's going to attract conclusions that are reputational risks. She said, "Why? Why should these be reputational risks? Because somebody goes, okay, because some scientists at NASA say they they come out with stuff and they they don't have any answers, but that's going to risk their reputation for some, somehow because they might come to the conclusion that it might be extraterrestrial. That's going to risk their risk their rec, reputations. It, this whole thing needs to get reversed because you know." It is extraterrestrial. Let me just tell you something, folks. If, if if you do your research on this, you would find out, you would learn that there are extraterrestrials. They are here. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of times, right? Some of these are not all UFOs. Some some UFOs, right? Some UFOs are extraterrestrial in nature. They're 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 objects that do things that our our technology is incapable of doing. And besides that, there's so many other different aspects, so many different angles to this whole extraterrestrial phenomenon that we, you know, there's the cattle mutilations, right? There's alien abductions, right? There's there's landings where people actually see landed craft and humanoid occup occupants nearby. Uh, you know, Lonnie Zamora, you know, New Mexico, 1964. 
you know so there's just so much to this right and yet we we just the government i am certain okay and we're not I, I i'm getting off off track here but again i'm certain that there are there is a faction in the government that has a lot more information about this and they're just not sharing it publicly but that's for another story for another day and another, it's actually a story that i've talked about a million other times on the podcast but again i was getting off track there the truth of the matter is that there, the bottom line is that there's something here and these scientists you know or I guess you know here's here's the here's why right because these things are obviously way more advanced than we are and they're and obviously they're they're able to uh, it's hard to prove it it's hard to prove they're here because they don't want us to prove that they're here they don't want the whole, everyone to know what they're up to right that that's part of this obviously it has to be you know if they wanted to they'd be walking around the streets. They're not doing that. They're, I'm sure they deem us very dangerous. I'm, I'm sure that you know we're human beings. I mean, look at look at us. I mean, just look at we the stuff we do. I mean, do we need to even get into that? But anyway, let's continue. Continue here. The government released a report last year that examined about 140 UAP incidents over the past 20 years. But Zerbukin said no subject should be off limits for the space agency and science in general. The team will be expected to tackle questions about UAPs with open minds and possibly develop a structure for future studies to help pin down what these phenomena might be. Um, it's possible NASA's decision to publish its UAP report with full transparency will help combat some claims that the United States government is hiding evidence about UAPs from the public. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm sorry, folks. The, 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 this, I mean, if you, were to, if you were to research this subject, again, I, I talk about uh, certain books that you really should read. UFOs in the National Security State, Volumes 1 and 2 by Richard M. Dolan. Read those books. This has been getting covered up. There's no question about it. There's the, the, the documentation is out there that, that proves this there's no question that the government's been covering this up and and it's it's the biggest secret even more so than than the h-bomb and that was according to a canadian scientist back in 1950 this has been covered up since that time they know there's something going on and 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 they have they, they've been keeping it secret from the american public most likely because of military reasons but again uh it's not that no study it doesn't matter right it's not going to help combat any claims right uh, it's not it's not going to do anything for that because actually nasa itself people who worked in nasa over the, over the decades you know 60s 70s 80s they're, they're not allowed that a lot of those people there's been people who have come forward and said you know they've seen they've seen things right but they can't talk about it right actually Ast the late uh, gordon cooper uh he, he a famous astronaut he said that when the 1950s, when he was stationed in Germany, he saw he saw uh, flying saucers on several occasions. He's he's been talking about that. He was talking about that for for years. Some people have stepped forward. Some people are afraid to step forward from NASA. But Gordon Cooper did not. He was not afraid. He was somebody who said, you know, this stuff is real. There's there's flying saucers, and he believed. He firmly believed that these things were operated by extraterrestrials because there was no explanation for them. Anyway, let's continue here. However, the initiative could still embolden those who most fervently believe UAPs are extraterrestrial in origin. It's that's not going to embolden whatever NASA comes for, forth with. I mean, I mean, if they they're, they're going to either finally prove what everyone already, some people already suspect, right, or they're not. And if they don't, then they don't. And if they do, they do. But it, that, it's not going to help. It's not going to do anything. 
It's not going to fervently embolden unless they come out with the, it's, I mean, the only way we're, anyone's going to be emboldened is if NASA comes out and says, yeah, we think this is extraterrestrial. That's the only way anyone's going to be emboldened by this. Anyway, and here's a quote from Scholes again. No matter how much data they analyze, someone who is a believer is always going to say, but what about the stuff we don't see? Just like everything, UFO, the belief in UFOs as alien is always unfalsifiable. Well, not always. There's some times where you could, uh, some, you, you, there's, there's some things that have been, you could say that uh, have been proven to be, you know, phony, right? There, there's been things that have, sh- where there's been hoaxers over the years. There's always going to be hoaxers. There's stuff all over the internet where, you know, fake images and fake video of UFOs are obviously CGI, you know, you know, Photoshop, whatever, right? But then there's some stuff that's never, you know, never been, uh, debunked because it's you can't debunk it because it's you know photo experts look at some of these things film experts look at some of these things like someone like uh, optical physicist bruce maccabee he looked at a lot of stuff over the over the decades he came to the conclusion that the, the images weren't faked i mean there's the famous mcminnville photo which he analyzed and came to the conclusion that it wasn't fake it was, it was real and 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 that's just among that's just one among many that that Maccabee looked at. And then there's other people all over the world that have looked at different different kinds of evidence. And there's been physical evidence, right? There's been physical. There's been uh, you know marks in the ground where these things land, right? There's been footprints, little tiny like not human size, it looked like child size footprints around where these craft landed. You know that's that's some of the things that some of the evidence that's been collected. There's been. Uh, Objects removed from people who've said they were abducted by aliens, objects that make no sense, that that are unearthly, that somehow, you know, there's no explanation for these objects or how they got inside their bodies. But, uh, yeah, again, there's no, again, this is, there's the concern, there's no, why is it risky? It's not risky. I I guess it is risky because there's still people in the scientific community that uh, frown upon this whole thing. To them, it's just you know we you can't do this. We don't we don't like you looking at this, you know, uh, you know. And the bottom line is this: UFOs is something. It's a subject where, I mean, there's always new evidence coming forth, right? It's 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 every it's always evolving, right? It's always it's been evolving since this thing really started back in '47. And still, you know, all, all we could do is sit back and speculate because, uh, you know, the, our government has government official, the, the faction in the government, most likely a group that's called Majestic 12, has done a great job of keeping the lid on this thing. You know, I think, you know, I think I think the instances of these things coming down to earth crashing is very rare. But when it ha- has happened over the years, this group knows what it's doing now and is able to cover these things up pretty quickly and and. Uh, sufficiently to the point that people don't even know about it um so it's just uh again it's you know there's they make it sound like it's going to be this is almost dangerous it's too risky for nasa to look in this i I think this is you know this is what nasa should be doing nasa should be talking about this and 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 there's actually again there's been people over the years who have said that uh who have worked at nasa and it's have claimed that you know they're not allowed to talk about if there's a ufo they're not allowed to talk about and there's been actually uh, some evidence to show that nasa sometimes blacks out images from space some some feeds uh video feeds from space live feeds where something shows up though all of a sudden it gets blacked out that that happens that seems to happen every now and then you know and a lot of different people on the internet pointed out they don't like i guess they're they're under orders by somebody in the pentagon 
right, to not talk about this subject. And apparently, the, <laughs> there's no way that NASA would be doing something like this unless they had a green light from somebody. Somebody in that somebody in that secret group in the Pentagon, Majestic Twelve, right? You know, gave them a green light to go ahead and do this for whatever. Maybe for for all we know, right? The purpose could be to come up with the. They already know what the answer is going to be in the end. They're going to come out commit. For all we know, they could come out and say, "No, guess what? We, we found." They're just going to come out again and say, "There's no evidence of extraterrestrials." Well, if they do, then it's you know, again that you know it's they're it's. It's going to leave the whole thing open. All all that's going to do is just, you know, calm the jitters of some of these scientists and people who don't want to accept this reality. That's all that's going to do, right? Because because other people like like me and there's a lot of other people that know that something's here, right? It's not going to do anything. It's just going to. It will only go to serve go to serve as another example of how they're just not doing their job and how how this thing continues to be covered up. But then again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know. Uh, but from, you know, because, you know, over the past couple of years, it does seem, you know, it does seem like they're coming forward. The Pentagon's, you know, that group in the Pentagon opened up the door a little bit. I don't think Lou Elizondo, for instance, would be running around saying the things he's saying unless he was given some sort of green light behind the scenes that nobody's, nobody knows about. It's just, I, 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 that's how I see, I just, I, I don't see any other way. I mean, he's not, you know, there seems to be a little bit of he's experienced a little bit of a blowback from uh pentagon officials it seems but then again that could be all a ruse i mean who knows who knows what the what kind of trickery is going on here it's hard to trust any of this stuff sometimes from the government from the government side of things and sometimes i really believe it's going to come down to there's going to be some kind of instance that happens where it's just going to become undeniable like they're just going to make their presence known to all uh, and in some big surprising way and and you know <laughs> it's either going to be i i think that's probably going to be the most likely thing at this point because the government you know they're just too slow here at this you know it, so, some civilian is going to prove this pr- provide the proof with whether it's a uh the body of an alien itself somehow you know uh some object from a spacecraft maybe uh, who knows? There's going to be something that happens at some point uh, as time goes on, where it will become undeniable. And and I again, I don't think it's going to be. I I just don't feel like the government's ever going to come totally clean on this. They're never going to come clean on certain things, certain aspects of this for sure. I just don't think they'll ever tell the truth about Roswell. That that's going to be covered up for all time. You know, but you know. At some point, they're not going to be they're not going to be able to deny it, and they're going to have there's going to have to be an announcement made by somebody once this event that I think will happen at some point happens. But anyway, I, I think it's nice to see that uh, NASA is going to do this. I mean, there's been a, there's a couple of scientific uh, there's uh, uh, projects going on right now. The Galileo project. Uh, I mean, that's another one where there's some serious scientists looking into this, and now you have NASA looking into it. So there's a couple of different things going on right now. It's going to be interesting to see. What all of these uh, scientific investigations conclude? You know what what what, what you know, what's going to be the final uh, the final conclusions? You know to these things. I mean, maybe there maybe it's still going to be an open question that they just you know it just seems that these beings, whoever they are, they're very careful. It's hard to prove anything. You know when they say that there's no you know a lot of scientists like in this article. In fact, it says well there's no proof to, to say that these objects are uh, extraterrestrial. Well. That's the best answer, folks. <laughs> That's the best answer. What else are they? 
well, what who else is operating them you know uh is, is there some other uh group out there uh, uh human beings that are doing this secret have, have some uh a breakaway civilization like some people claim you know i don't believe that you know i don't think there's any kind of breakaway civilization that could uh, keep itself secret from the rest of the world right there's just no way i just don't i don't buy that uh so I, I think it's extraterrestrials. I don't see what the hell else it could possibly be. 